All right, let's talk about mirrors. Hello and welcome to Journey Through the DecaCast, a Kamen Rider retrospective through the lens of Decade, where I am Shin Garrett. I'm Evan. And I'm Chris. And this week we contracted with the Mirror Universe and started Kamen Rider Ryuki. Oh, this is a... Man, this is a fucking early 2000s-ass show. It is an early 2000s-ass show. This is um the third Heisei show, so it goes Kuga, Agito this right instead of using bad green screening they had upgraded to bad cg man the cg is some early ass cg in these first episodes it's who it is it is dated i mean it is 2002 yeah right that's 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 18 years ago what else were we watching on tv in 2002 i would have been 12 then I think I was watching a lot of Cartoon Network at that time. Okay, the first few results that come up for 2002 kids TV shows are Arthur and Caillou. <laughs> Man, fuck Caillou. <laughs> Caillou can go Bald-headed little bitch. <laughs> fuck Caillou. Okay, I think Invader Zim had been on the air for one year at this point. Okay. As had Justice League and Jimmy Neutron premiered that year. So we're going back real far. Back yeah. in a time when things were simpler. I mean, they weren't Ish. really, but, like, I didn't know about them as much, so, you know. And the, wor- the world was just probably, well, not just as fucked up, considering the world situation currently, but it was still pretty messed up. We were just children and didn't have to worry about it. So anyway, we watched the first two episodes of Kamen Rider Ryuki, which I think I already said. Uh, this one came over to America as Kamen Rider Dragon Knight. It did. I know that. That's a piece of trivia. It's oh, super Masked Rider Dragon Knight, but yes. Uh, and it was... I've watched some clips from Dragon Knight, and it's... It's good. Yeah, it's not bad. Like, I'm, there is a legitimate case where we could have just watched Dragon Knight and it would have been fine. Yeah. It even got to the point that Dragon Knight itself got redubbed into Japanese and ported back over to Japan. Which is which why is we wild. have the Blu-ray. <laughs> I love that we got the Blu-ray for the English show because it went to Japan. That's real good. Uh, they didn't do that until... They didn't do the rebake into Dragon Knight until 2008, though. So that would have been a whole six years. Man. Yeah. I was in college when Dragon Knight was a thing. Huh. Yeah, I would have... Ju- I was, yeah, I was like I would have in been the in start... my first semester of college when Dragon Knight ran. I was in, like the start of my of my common writer trip at that point so like i was i was excited about this this was back when i was trying to convince pe- people that fate wasn't a weird sex thing and was actually cool uh that was a lie it is a weird sex thing it, it is yeah totally it is a weird, a weird sex thing it is also cool at times but it is totally a weird sex thing now it is also massively popular across the whole world though so like that's weird but you know Yes, Chris, I know I'm going to start on this. I have the Unlimited Blade Works compilation movie downloaded. I'll get on it and jump my way in that way. Thank you. 
You don't have to remind me again. Anyway, uh, back on topic. Um, the the opening for the show, because it's the first episode, we talk about these things in the first episode, is um, Alive a Life. And it's a bop. I mean, all, all openings are bops, so... This intro, it, it is a bop, but it is an early 2000s, late 90s, turn-of-the-century bop. The mirror effects are kind of, like, extremely charming. They are. Just the music itself, it's like, fuck, am I, am I 12, 11 again? What the fuck? Jesus. Music is very, very of its time. Good. It is. But of its time. It's definitely got, like, a... One of those, like, a bleach ending vibe to it of, you know, woman soulfully singing about the drama of this extremely badass magic fight that's about to happen. <laughs> yeah. So, the person with the head writing credit for Ryuki is not um, Evan's, Evan's sworn enemy. Hooray! So that's a plus. It's, um, Yatsuko Kobayashi. We're gonna pretend I said that right. She is the given given the head writer position for Kamen Rider Ryuki. Yay! Huh. All right. There probably aren't that many writer shows written by women. If I had to fathom a guess. Um. Well, she did. She was the head writer at Deno. Um. She did Ooh. Shin Kenger. She did O's. Um. Go Busters. Uh, Toy Kuger. Um, some other Garo stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. Time Ranger. Yeah, I'm checking her credits here, and she has a pretty extensive uh, set of credits. These are some good credits. It just kind of makes me want to watch Deno more. <laughs> we do still need to... We're, we're going to be pretty excited we get to Deno, because it looks extremely silly. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to that silly bullshit. Yeah, well... Maybe next time around, I might like Deno. Who knows? It looks like she wrote on Kamen Rider Amazons, too. Oh, cool. Okay, so I think think that's most of the intro stuff that we do when we intro a new series. It's been so long, it's hard to remember. (laughs) It has been a while, because we didn't... We didn't really do the research we should have for for Amazons. It's it's, It's like been a year or something. Yeah. It feels longer because Kiva. She was actually the head writer on Amazon. So yeah, actually we're going to be getting two shows from the same writer for a while. Oh, well. So far, good job. Also the head writer on that uh, Sentai Sailor Moon show they did. So that's cool. Neat. I still need to watch that one. It's one of the only Sailor Moon things I have not watched. Um, yeah, I, I've heard good things about it. But anyway, I suppose we should talk about these episodes, which were yeah. actually pretty enjoyable. Yeah, I like the intro to this first one a lot. It's got that fun, like, horror theme vibe to it that uh, when you get when you start a new Kamen Rider show sometimes. Yeah, like, I, I, I promise I will not continue to do this, but two episodes of Ryuki? More plot than, like, the entirety of Kiva. <laughs> yeah, just a bit. Okay, that might be an exaggeration. Not a lot happens in these two episodes. I, I don't know. I, I feel like we've established like a clear premise, something that we did not have done in, in Kiva. 
That's yeah, true. Like, they did wait two thirds of the whole show before Kiva had like an actual premise. It's, yeah, it's compared to this two, compared to the first two episodes of Kiva, where it was like, "Hey, here's this weird shut-in who sometimes turns into a common rider. Why is he doing it? Lol, I don't know. There's some weird monsters." Ryuki is, "Hey, there are people disappearing, and there's this dorky good boy with long hair who sticks his nose in places he shouldn't." And gets pulled into a world that is running alongside the real world. It's, I don't know. It feels more coherent, significantly more. It, it feels like I know, like, the thread that we're gonna follow from the beginning. Like, it, by the end of the second episode, it's like, we met this lady, this lady's brother's missing, she's looking into this thing to find her brother. And she's running around with Batman. She's running around with Batman, who's kind right. of a dick, but... Batman. Yeah, the the secondary writer starts off being an asshole again. Because mm, I guess yep. that's just a thing. It's going to be fun when we get to, like, how to figure out how to say, like, the 13th Thenary writer. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Ryuki has a whole bunch of writers, doesn't it? Yeah. Would that be, that's like, the Decatertiary writer? <laughs> uh, I guess. There, There's a lot of them. Spoilers. Um, so anyway, the first episode is called The Secret Story's Birth. It's a good title. Yeah. Uh, maybe. I think I just have, like, a weakness for, like, the narrative um, shortcut of having, like, characters be, like, detectives or journalists or whatever. So you can, like, shoehorn in the mystery with the characters and have it be in character for them. Yeah, they, they specifically right. have a reason to go after and go into places they're probably not supposed to be. And get pulled into the overarching meta plot in s- with actual reason instead of just conceit. Right. Yeah. We we actually talked a little bit about this in a Zio episode because it was based around the same thing. But it seems like a main uh, conceit of this show is that the main character and a lot of the uh, side cast work for an online news blog called Ore Journal, which I think would be like my journal. Yeah, it is. It is the very. It is a very masculine version of saying "my" or uh, "me." Yeah, yeah. I know. Or Ore is like the masculine personal pronoun in Japanese. I yeah, don't so know if that's the only thing it means in this context, but that's one thing. But um, investigative journalists for like micro for like micro news sites. That's a thing we have now, but back in 2002, 2003, that was not really a thing in America. Yeah, it, it was in Japan cuz they had an entire um they had an entire generation of phones. Yeah, mobile web stuff is just interesting in Japan. The, yeah, they had the entire entire generation of phones that had like they weren't smartphones. They were like proto-smartphones. Yeah, they were flip phones the... that were like just a generation or two better than ours. They were like giant razors. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Not like the shaving device. Like, you could access the internet, and it had a lot more connectivity with other phones, and like accessing your email through your phone, that we just didn't get until smartphones started becoming a thing. Yeah, I was aware of this because Square Enix kept putting out games that I wanted to play for that generation of smartphones, and we didn't get any of them, so I was mad about it. Wasn't there, like, not only a weird .hack game, but a weird Kingdom Hearts game? Yes, there, yes. there is a... 
There's a, I know about it because of, or I know about this set of phones because of that specific Kingdom Hearts game that gives like origin story stuff for Kingdom Hearts. I think it's like one of the first games in the to- Kingdom Hearts timeline. No, and we got you're thinking nothing. of Kingdom Hearts Union Key, which is actually on smartphones. The one you're thinking oh. of is Kingdom Hearts Coded, which was like a retelling of the first game in the series with a bunch of weird extra hacking stuff. Okay. Close, though. Close, though. I would not blame anyone for getting confused about yeah. the Kingdom Hearts timeline. Yeah, not in the least. <laughs> even with that, even with that, uh, like one page here's the story of kingdom hearts just with pictures and really basic descriptions it's still confusing as hell <laughs> so um yeah it, it's uh now we've got like twitter journalism which seems pretty analogous to what's happening here but like mm, yeah, i, I we, feel i feel like these people care more than twitter journalists probably definitely true. probably true yes uh they does seem to be an actual level of like real journalistic integrity that they expect of themselves so it, yeah. it, this is it is a form of indie journalism. It's like they're not attached to any big name. All they've got is this website that they update, and that's it. Like they don't have any publication. They're an entirely an online publication, and I think their office is like five or six people in total. It's a very small little operation. Yeah, that's what it seems like. But anyway, the this episode starts off with um, murder. Remember Yay. murder? As all good common writer shows do, it starts off with an innocent dying. Well, it like a lot of other common writer shows, it starts off with a creepy spider monster mysteriously killing someone. It's this uh, woman who is has come home. She's like she's I think. I think the implication is she's, like, coming home from a work party. And she's, like, she checks her... They're, they're walking along, and there's a big focus on seeing all these people walking, like, through reflective surfaces, either through glass or just shiny metal. Yeah, Mirrors. there's, like, a panorama of, like, the fact that a lot of Japan's cityscape is reflective uh, glass, which is uh, pretty cool. Good visual there. Like, the woman stops, and she starts checking her makeup in a, just a glass window and walks off and ooh oh there's a spooky big spooky cg spider in the reflection in this in the uh, not in the real world it's only in the reflection stalking her she gets back to her apartment and she's set down at her uh vanity she's like oh what's this weird thread like there's a spider thread wrapped around her neck in the reflection she's like trying to feel for it on her real body Wait, why do writer shows always start with a spider? I don't know. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's what I was saying, Garrett. (laughs) Yeah, both Kuga and Kiva also started with spider monsters. (laughs) That's weird. Anytime they do a spider as the first thing, it's meant as a throwback, given that that was how the original show began. So Kuga did it because it was signaling the start of the Hazy era and giving a nod directly to the original show. This is just, hey, sometimes spiders need to be the first villain. It's traditional. You'll also probably see a bat pretty early a lot, and bees will always be female and hot. Uh, I don't think 
Yeah, Decade and Zeo didn't start with Spider Monsters, but that's just... Those shows yeah. are weird. But yeah, then she's she gets spooked by seeing the spider monster in her mirror. Well, no, first she, like, reaches out and touches her mirror, and it does, like, the Matrix effect, where the mirror becomes, like, a somewhat liquid. The water ripple. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's doing a water ripple. And then, oh, no, the spider pulls her into the mirror with its threads, and you hear her scream, and... Oh, get cut off. And yeah, it's one of those murdered. horror movie bits where it's like, God damn it, move away from the mirror. Because she touches the the, net, the thread, and then she sees the spider's reflection in the mirror, and then turns around shocked and leans against it. And then the spider, like, reaches out of the mirror and pulls her through it. I'm like, God damn it! Come on. Yeah, it's a very <laughs> horror movie conceit. And then she's dead. Yes, yeah, so we go outside and see a mysterious figure of a guy and a woman... The guy is in a very, uh, very World of Darkness trench coat. Do you Holy know who crap. this guy reminds yeah, right. me of? I feel Ooh. like this is Proto Gates. Yeah, a little bit. She does kind of act like that, yeah. Yeah, and the woman is in, like, a Newsies cosplay. The, <laughs> I mean, it yeah, works. They, he runs off, and the guy... We don't we don't see him fully transform yet, but we see him we see a silhouette of him transforming into a common rider and then he disappears. Spreading out a big cape that looks Batman esque, which it is. He's just like he literally the visual design is just Batman. Yeah. <sighs> well so... if Okay, as I have pointed out, if you want to get real technical about it, he is the Batman adjacent character Knight from the Knight and Squire series and the Batman of All Nations. But yeah, he looks really similar to Batman. <laughs> he's, he's just Batman. Like, Knight also has the vertical slits for, like, the ma- the face mask thing that this guy has. And, like, yeah, the, the breastplate. So, but yeah, he looks exactly like that character. I assume it's just synchronicity and not actually being based on that. Probably not. Because, like, Cyril, Cyril Sheldrake is a pretty obscure character. <laughs> so we won't learn these people's names till next episode, but we do learn them. And I don't want to refer to them as mysterious person A and B forever. So uh, it's Yui and Ren. Yes. Right. And Ren is Common Rider Knight. Yep. Uh, it's the next day, and we are introduced to Ore Journal. Yep. And the the people, and they are getting a bunch of hits on their article about uh. man, the police sure are corrupt and terrible. <laughs> the good line is the most deserving of handcuffs may be their own colleagues. I'm like wow, I'm like hmm, that doesn't seem timely or appropriate at all. Yeah, this is hmm. And all they got, all they're missing is talking about police brutality. It's more just corruption. We've got one of the reporters calling in. Um, name is Reiko, who she is immediately more competent than any ca- female character in uh, Kiva. Or Kuga, for that matter. Mm, I don't know. So, I mean, like, oh, there Sakurako- was that scientist lady in Kuga. Like, yeah. Sakurako- Everybody in Kuga, like, had their role that they played. That's true. So- That's true. Sakurako didn't get in on the action, but she... Le- she spent most of her time, like, doing actual research and achieving things. Yeah, she was doing, That's like, archaeology shit. I guess I mostly think of, like, the, uh, 
Godai's sister was a teacher of little kids. Yeah, like the 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 Godai's sister character who there was a lot of time on. But yeah, like they did stuff. They did stuff. I'm sorry. Taking care of little kids is extremely hard. That's She's true. as strong as any it is writer. Extremely important. Uh, I I really like the lady we get introduced to in the scene who is like their their front end programmer for their website too. Oh yeah, there's a there's there's a fun little visual gag that lasts for a while where the editor in chief is like, "Hey, the picture you used for me on our website is me from one of our work parties and I don't want that. Can you fix it, please?" And we get to see him. It's like him shirtless, drunk, holding up a beer with like his tie around his neck. It's like, "Ah!" And this this front end lady is spending her time trying to like take clip images of suits and work them onto his body so it looks a bit better. <laughs> it's very fun. She just is like super quiet and just uh trying to get through her day at this job, apparently. <gasps> very relatable. Yep. Same. Uh, so Reiko is told she's she is calling in for about the missing people's case, which is this latest lady who has been murdered is, I think there's like 23 or 24 people that have been disappeared. I forget the specific number. Uh, and the editor tells her, hey, yeah, okay, go here and also take our, take the intern Shinji with you. I know you don't like him, but I've known him from somewhere. I don't know where, I don't think it's actually explained where they know each other yet. And he may be weird, but he's a good guy, so take him with you. He just has a he just has the bad habit of sticking his nose in places that he probably shouldn't and getting into trouble. What is the line? It's he starts helping before he realizes there's even a problem. Right. And and before that that cuts to a scene of him doing exactly that. But before that, I want you to go to five minutes, ten seconds in this episode and tell me what the hell is sitting on his desk. Five minutes. What the fuck is that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay no i think that's a marble track okay it looks like a marble track it also looks like he has a tiny cityscape made out of model kit runners um it's the weirdest desk ornament i have ever seen are are those some gunpla runners that's what i that's what i meant like i i think it it looks like a city made out of gunplay runners but it's it's a weird visual design thing it's just probably something he messes with on the off time that's the chief. He has a name. It's Okubo. Okubo, that's right. We, I, I, I don't think we've learned the IT lady's name yet. No, I don't think so. Yeah, we go. We got to cut to Shinji, who is very is, pretty. He is a very handsome man. Um, and you he found is out the into, secret of Common Rider. Yeah, pretty <laughs> men. Pretty men having close uh, emotional relationships with other pretty men. Yeah, he has long blonde hair. And a cute scarf. He is getting he is getting into a tiff with a truck driver, basically yelling that you're the one at fault. You ran into this bike. You. It is implied at the start that Shinji is the one who was run over. It's like you weren't watching where you were going. You ran over. No, I I was watching where I was going. That is the other guy at fault. And we learned that Shinji, like Shinji, is not involved in this accident. He just kind of came up and started yelling at this guy. Which, okay, Shinji. All right. <laughs> He's trying. 
he apparently put himself into this conflict about who got hit by a truck. So, yeah. yeah. I, I like how his boss is initially like, wait, you got hit by a truck? Are you okay? He's like, oh no, I'm fine. I didn't get hit by the truck. I didn't get hit by a truck. I just, another bike did, and like, I'm pretty sure the truck did it. My initial react, like, until we got to the rest of the episode and Shinji kind of developed as a character, for me personally, this is not the best opening for a character because this is the exact type of person. Is like, you, this is not your business. What are you doing? This isn't. You are not. You, you, I got the feeling that like Shinji, Shinji didn't actually see the accident. He saw the after effects and just blamed the truck driver because the truck driver was in the truck. I mean, it is a truck's job to check for motorcycles. Like, it mo- is. motorcycles have, like, right-of-way because they're more vulnerable and stuff, so, yeah. That is true, but also don't go getting in fistfights with people. Yeah. Anyway, like, a police officer shows up to take down their stories, and he just leaves, so. Well, yeah, his, his boss calls him. Okubo calls him and says, hey, go meet up with Reiko, there's a new person that got disappeared and uh well we when we see the inside of the the room that the lady was murdered in in the intro i really like the visual of her hair clip is like extruded slowly from the mirror without anyone seeing and it falls on the the vanity it's a creepy visual well yeah i mean like the monster doesn't eat plastic it eats people (laughs) (laughs) it's like an owl it just spits that back up into a uh, out in the real world, doesn't need that. So Reiko and Shinji, or Reiko has already showed up at the apartment complex, and Shinji is basically running up, shouting, "Reiko, Reiko, where are you? Reiko, where are you?" And yeah. finally sees her interviewing like the next door lady, and she's like, "What are you? Shut up! You're annoying the first time interviewing, and also notifying the police that we are here, interfering with an investigation illegally." Come on, how are we supposed to scoop if if you're loud about it? And the police come out and are immediately super antagonistic and asshole police. Like, what are you, you following us? What are you doing? There's definitely some established Reiko police history that we are not privy to. Yeah. Like, it, I, most of the time, they are not that immediately aggressive. Yeah, this is much more of a, like, a Phoenix Wright relationship with the police instead of the, uh buddy-buddy one that uh, they had in Kuga. Just a bit, yeah. So Reiko just basically is like, alright, Shinji, shut up and don't touch anything. Yes. That is your one job. Keep your hands to yourself and don't bug me. And he's like, alright, I want to be a good journalist, so I'll do that. Uh, and they start heading back to the Ore Journal office and uh, they pass by UA, they pass by UA and Ren. They kind of just, yeah, they overview the missing person's case. Yeah. And Shinji keeps going on saying journalists are meant to get to the bottom of the truth. And we all got, we, we really should be sticking our nose. In, we should be sticking our nose in this because it's important that, you know, journalists do the truth. And Okubo brings up the very good point of, dude, we're, we're not the police. We're journalists, yes, but we're not the police. <laughs> Reiko just kind of tells Shinji, hey, you you stay here and go over the missing, go over this list of missing persons, try and figure out, I guess, any links you can. Do computer job. Right. Basically, get, get out of my hair so I can actually do my job. 
Right, because, um, yeah, Reiko has been laying out the fact, like, she's got a, a blackboard and has been putting people's names on it, and has basically been doing the detective, like, there are no obvious connections between any of these people that have been murdered thing other than the method of the death. Which is, well, even then, it's not death, it's just, they're gone. Right. They've they, disappeared. Yeah. The The circumstances of their disappearances are all the same. Yeah, like, they were in locked rooms, and they disappeared, and, uh, yeah. Uh, Shinji brings up that, like, they were kidnapped, and, uh, Daisuke says, no, it was more like they were spirited away. So, Reiko leaves, and Shinji starts going over the information, or the missing people. For about five minutes. Yeah, for (laughs) about five minutes before he gets distracted by, I forget why he... He gets distracted because one of them's close. Uh, one of yeah, one of the apartments is close by, and so he's like, "Oh, wow, oh shit, we're, we're out of pencils. We're out of pencil lead. I, I'm gonna go to the store. Okay, right, I like bye. how his boss gives him like a really bad look. Yeah, everyone in the everyone in the office looks at him like, yeah, all right, guy, sure, whatever. All two of them. <laughs> Later on, the uh, the front end." Uh, designer will have a line that I really love where it's like, look, if you're gonna get fired, just tell me so I can reorganize the, uh, the, uh, meet the staff pictures on the webpage. Come on, let me get ahead of my work here. I'm doing that already, guy. Come on, let me know ahead of time. So yeah, uh, Shinji goes to this apartment, meets the apartment manager, and is able to get inside the apartment fairly easily. Yeah, this is kind of cut back and forth, uh, with... Uh, Reiko doing, or Reiko? Reiko? Yeah, yeah, Reiko is her name. Um, doing her search of the room. Her search is boring and doesn't go anywhere, so, uh, just pretend that that's happening while Shinji's doing his stuff. Yeah, whereas Shinji's, uh, walks into a cool horror movie scene instead. Yeah, he walks in and all the, all, like, the reflective surfaces are covered up. Every single reflective surface in the apartment has had newspaper papered over it and taped. He uncovers one of the reflective surfaces, and I think sees a the the Ryuki dragon in it. Well, one yeah. of, one of them was already uncovered because there's like a hole in the blinds, like there was a tiny bit that was uncovered, and something burst out of yeah. it. Is what it looks like. But he pulls one down from like a like a case or something, and like he, I don't think, I I think he does see the dragon, but. Like, I think it just shows up as, like, a glare or something, because technically he shouldn't be able to see the dragon yet, because it's established that you only can see the monsters once you come across a deck, and he trips across a deck after that. Oh, right. right. Yeah. Unless I got my order of operations wrong and he tripped across the deck first. Mm, um, I think he sees the... Well, the dragon shows up as, like, stalking him. It, it The audience sees that before yeah. he does. Yeah. Then he picks up the deck, then finds the window where the blinds have been all fucked up, and then he sees the dragon. He he sees the dragon in like the windows of the high rise building across a uh, high rise office building across the way, and he goes outside. The dragon like bursts out from the windows and goes right towards him, and Shinji just kind of reflexively. Had he pulled out the seal card? Yeah, the seal card was just what happened to be top decked. Yeah, like he pulled he pulled the seal card out just to kind of look at it, saw the dragon and held it up, and it reflects the dragon, but I guess the air imp 
like the impact of the dragon meeting the seal causes all the windows in the apartment to blow out. Yeah, and it like Shinji pushes him through the backwards. window. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He gets thrown backwards through the balcony door is the idea. I guess there's an air burst that shatters all the windows. Yeah. And then and then Shinji has to call Reiko and be like, Hey, um can you bail me? Yeah, of course the landlord is like, Hey man, you just ruined my apartment. Now I can't rent it. Please replace those like, windows you broke. Like, it was weird that a person disappeared, but nothing bad had happened, and now, man, I wish I, wish I hadn't let you in there, because this is fucking, this is terrible. I mean, the guy's being kind of a dick because he said he wasn't already renting it, but I mean, on the other hand, he did break a bunch of windows, and the guy is going to have to replace those now, either way. So, and then, so, on the way back, um, in, like, her car mirror, like, the spider monster is now after, after her. Oh yes, After on her Reiko. way over to pick up Shinji, we see that the spider monster. Yes, we see that the spider monster is stalking Reiko now. Yeah, and along with them, Yui and Ren are also stalking her. Yes, because they are able to send. We learn this later, but um, once you pick up a deck and interact with the deck, you're able to sense the monsters. Right. So Reiko just like apologizes with Shinji. That happens, and then she just like go back to the office. <laughs> and she leaves and gets in her car. Yeah. yeah. After they apologize, she just like stands up and gives him this death glare. <laughs> like, what are you doing, you incompetent idiot? He's like, but there was a giant monster. At least I think there was a giant monster. Yeah. So then he starts having like mirror vision headache visions. Yep. And we see that the spider has like wrapped its threads around Reiko's car, and her car is no longer starting. Yeah. Which is a cool touch. That's neat. Yeah, it is. Cool effect. Um, and then Yui runs up to Shinji and is like, hey, are you a common Rider? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> His reactions are very... He the Shinji's actor does a very good job of... I'm sorry. A, a what? A who's it? He does Confused very well. Um, but so basically as if on cue, like the deck just like glows white and Shinji falls into the mirror world through a car. Yeah. He gets well, like it's... pulled sideways into a car and is like yeah, he... tumbling through a weird mirror refractory dimension. Yeah. He no he notices that the spider is getting like the, the reflection of the spider is getting closer to Ritsuko's or Reiko's car. And so he like shoves Ren off to the side and is like, no, don't stop it. And then, yeah, the, deck lights up and he falls sideways into the into a car yeah and then he's in the he's in like the blank writer form because he hasn't contracted a thing yet when you contract a thing that's what aesthetic aesthetically does all your stuff oh wait no that's ua not ren ren is ninth uh yeah ua is yeah shinji Shinji, shinji's in the the Common Rider Ryuki form, but he's not actually Ryuki yet because he hasn't contracted yeah. anything. Um. So then Ren runs up to a mirror, and like he holds the deck out, and then like he gets a belt on like the reflection side, and then now it's on him, and then he can transform. Yeah, they, he slides the deck into the belt after yeah. the after it appears. Yeah, and then he jumps through the mirror, 
and then rides the stupidest fucking bike ever. I'm I'm sorry, no, that bike is super cool. <laughs> I'm sorry, you're you wrong. Are, you are wrong. You are wrong. It's it's literally just the motorcycle from Tron, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it is literally just the Tron motorcycle, <laughs> except mm. when you stop it and kick, put up the kickstand, the seat rises up so you can get out eat more easily. Did you notice the seat, the pension belt has like the buckles for the motorcycle to latch into i actually yes. thought that was a really cool touch that instead of having like a regular seat belt it comes out with these weird like hydraulic straps that strap into his costume anyway i think the bike's dumb i love this stupid bike it's the best thing <laughs> maybe i'm just like being nice to it because in kiva they just had random motorcycles that didn't have any reason to be there and we're kind of lame, but I, I'm pretty into the Tron bike, honestly. Yes. Anyway, then there's some fighting. Yes, uh, Shinji is not doing well because apparently without having contracted a monster, um, common Riders are kind of basic bitch weak. He's and Also, like, he doesn't know what's going on, <laughs> and he's just getting beat up by this spider. Yep, but Ren comes in, he does some cool stuff, he uses some cards. Yeah, he, like, carries a rapier around, but apparently that's not, like, a weapon he actually uses that much. Because he has to plug a card into the bottom of the rapier to get another sword to fall down so that he can use. You can you can do both. So, yeah, like, every, every rider has, like, a weapon thing that you insert cards into to do the other things. Right. Yeah, well, like, we'll see for Shinji, he's got, like, a fist weapon thingy that he puts his, uh, his cards into. Yeah, he's got, his, like, a gauntlet thing. Yeah. They're yeah. vents. I don't know why they're called vents. I was also confused why, he, yeah, each time they use a card, it's it's called a vent. Like, a sword vent or a final vent. I didn't Punch know if this oh, is, like... Oh, visors. Visors are what they're called. Oh, visors. But, uh, yeah, so, Ren summons a sword with sword vent and his bat monster like spits it down at him Shinji's like oh that's cool I can summon a sword too <laughs> and he does and it just kind of shoots out from nowhere he tries to help and the sword gets broken in two cause it's it's weak yeah the sword is immediately broken yes yeah. also I want to go fun. back and I, I want to point out that that knight's sword vent card that's a lance yeah it is a lance not a sword so. like his his visor is a sword but his sword vent is a lance he uses yep. it like a sword but it is actually a lance. He, he uses it like a sword but it, yes it is a lance because he's, he's a knight i mean i mean i guess like you could use a lance as a sword anyway i mean if it's sharp who cares yep pretty much also, as a note, at one point in time, uh, Ren cut off one of the spider's limbs. And that becomes important later, because that's how I think the spider regenerates later. Oh, okay. Oh, I didn't catch that, or maybe I forgot about it. So I, I also didn't catch ago. that. forget where it is, but yeah, he cuts off one of the limbs. Uh, Shinji tries to help, gets knocked back, and Ren just kind of beats him off to the side. He's like, get out of the way if you're not... You, you can't help yet. Yeah, he's flying backwards into Ren and Ren just deflects him into the side of a building. Oh, no. His his bat thing knocks off one of the le uh, limbs of the spider. 
Shin, or Ren's bat. He he pulls out a bat a card that has a bat on it named Darkwing, slides it into his sword. Belt, belt says Advent, and the bat slices off one of the limbs of the spider. Uh, when they said Darkwing, I I did make a let's get dangerous joke. To yeah, that's just pretty to, uh, good. Uh, and then he final vents this uh, this spider and. It's basically like a drill kick. I'm just going to call it a drill kick. Yeah, he jumps to the sky, his cape swirls around him, and he, like, stabs down on the monster with his lance, and it blows up. Like, not to be confused with, like, Forze's rocket drill kick, which is also a drill kick, but with a literal drill and a rocket. Duh, you know, this is just with his cape becoming somewhat of a drill. Yeah. There's probably actually a name for the kick, too. Shinji runs up to Ren, starts trying to ask him questions as you would, like, dude, what the hell was that? What is going on? What is going what is going on? Where am I? So uh, so I did look up the name of it. It's called Flying Lancer. His kick? Yeah. That's a good name for a kick. Shinji's is just called Dragon Rider Kick. After they yep. start in on the questions, they are attacked by the dragon, and the dragon nearly blows them up, and then the episode ends. Yep. Yes. They they run through a bunch of explosions right up till the end when there's one more big explosion and they both get thrown up into the air. Oh no! That is oh, the end no. of episode one. It's a, they... it a very good dramatic ending to episode one. Yeah. yeah, I liked episode one a lot actually. We basically just go straight into episode two, which is called Giant Spider Counterattack. <laughs> yes, I also saw. That. Which, um, yeah, fair. That is a summary of what happens. Uh, the English Pretty name much. for this Dragon Knight episode is Contract with the Dragon, which might be a cooler name. <laughs> yeah, I think I like that name better. I don't know. I, I think Giant Spider Counterattack's good. That's like a knockoff like Godzilla movie title. Mm, you got a point. Uh, also, we hear the tagline for the show in the outro for the first time here, which is "Those who don't fight won't survive." Which is, is that? Is that not similar to the Amazon's tagline too? I thought the Amazon's had like a tagline like that. A little bit. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, different context though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's that's more of a eat or be eaten. Yeah, maybe this lady just likes this theming, so I guess we'll find out. So I just noticed in the intro, they've got all the different people holding up their, I I guess, monster contract cards. And the ones we don't know are, like, their eyes are, like, colored out. Yeah, they have scribble, colored scribbles over their eyes so that we can't actually see who they are yet. That's that's just a nice little touch. I like that. So if there's 13 of them, are they, do they each represent, like, a card in a deck? Like a card in a suit? No. Um, okay. that that's Blade's thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, because, like, Ace through King is 13 cards. Yeah, it's not that. Blade's theme is literally, like, deck of cards, and there's four riders. Ace, Spade, um, Heart, and Diamond is the... They all link up with a rider, and they have, like, a suit of cards that they use and scan for abilities and stuff. Okay, I thought I remembered that being a theming in one of the other shows we talked about. Yeah, it's Blade. <gasps> Yeah, Blade and Chalice, right. Okay. I think Blade's actually right after this in our watch order anyway, so... So why are there 13 oh. of them, then? I don't know. Oh, okay. Unlucky 13? 
fair enough. Anyway, so episode two starts off with basically just a recap of episode one where they're about to get killed by Dragon. Ren notices that both himself and Shinji are, like, starting to dissolve. Dissolve, that's the word for it. Fuck. I've been trying to figure out what that was the entire time. It's like, I'm like, it's kind of, like, disintegrating, but... Yeah, it's, it, it's like... It, it reminds me of, like, if you take an Alka-Seltzer tablet and drop it in water and it's just fizzing a bunch. Yeah, I thought of it as more, like, evaporating, but yeah, dissolving is also... Yeah. It's like they're being eaten away by the the air or just substance of this world they're in. Yeah. The Ren jumps back through the window he came in, and Shinji tries to follow him, but just kind of smacks into the glass, <laughs> which is very fun. Yeah, and then Ren's just kind of like, by the way, you gotta leave the way you came in. Yeah, go back to what you came in. And I thought that we were going to be treated to a scene of Shinji throwing himself into random cars for a few minutes. Unfortunately, that does not happen. Unfortunately, we have plot to get to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They have him be able to quickly figure out which car he came in. Because otherwise the dragon was going to kill him. And I, I am interested to see whenever it happens in this show of getting into the mirror world through one way and then that way getting destroyed and what's going to happen with that later. So they're either going to do it and it'll be varying quality or it'll just never come up. Yep, that's true. Uh, so Shinji is, he basically gets back out. The His rider suit shatters from off of him. Uh, Ren and Yue are there and he passes out. So we're like, let's kidnap him. And, cause, and he starts having dreams about going to the mirror world and fighting. And uh, Yue asks him, are you a common rider? Yeah. He just, he wakes up in, 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 in the coffee shop. It's a tea shop this time. It is a tea shop this time, but it is the, it is the, he wakes up in the shop. We don't, we don't know who uh, the master is yet this time, but maybe... There won't be one. I don't know. Well, I think it's her missing brother. That might be true. Because his name's on, like, the plaque thingy. That is also true. Uh, what's Yue's brother's name? I don't Kanzaki remember. Kanzaki Shiro. Gotcha. Okay. I was on it. The... I wrote down so many names. You did. Good job. So, she, yeah. She asks him if he has knows where her brother is, or has met him, or heard of him. He hasn't. So she gives him, like, a big exposition dump. It's it's honestly, like, not, like, super a lot. It's kind of just, like, there's these things. They're called card decks. Or card decks. Uh, you can see monsters if you have them. You can't enter the world unless you become a common Rider. Uh, but you shouldn't do that. It's super dangerous. Uh, also, where did you get that deck? Yeah, and then Ren's like, give um, me that deck. You can't have that. You, you, you don't get to have this. And UA, being the voice of reason, goes, the, he's already being tracked by a monster. Maybe just let him have that for now. Yeah, Because it can it has stuff to protect him. Yeah, there's the thing where, um, apparently, once a monster has set sights on you, it won't leave you alone. Which, fair. Yeah. yeah. We've also seen they're pretty lethal, so... Yeah, so you is like, here's a seal card. You use it to not seal the monster, but instead repel them. Ren doesn't. Is Ren being? Ren is being Batman. He's being Gates. He's like, oh, he, he uh, no, he is being Gates. That's right. 
Like even like his like, dumb haircut is like Gates. Yeah, he's got like bit. the crazy spiky this, dark hair. This very much feels like, and he also dresses exactly how I imagine Gates would dress if he existed in two thousand three. Right. The turtleneck and a fucking trench coat. In the middle of summer. In the middle of summer, yeah. I mean, it was February when the episode came out, so not necessarily the middle of summer. Okay, right. But still, it looks pretty hot. He doesn't take it off inside. That's, he's got to look cool. At all times, yep. Yeah. It reminds me of, uh, oh god, I, I think it's in um, the that one ser- the, the adventure game series where Tim Curry's the main character. Where he like wears a leather jacket all the time, and like the sidekick mentions that he just smells horrendous because he's constantly sweating. Gabriel Knight. Yeah, Gabriel Knight. Gabriel Knight. That's what it. I was. I was looking for. Man, Gabriel Knight's a good series. Man, that was amazing. I was able to pull that out. Pull that one out. Good job. So Ren leaves after Yui threatens him with, "If you're just being selfish, then I won't help you anymore." And apparently, that's enough for him to back off for a while unsure what she's actually doing yeah yes then she pulls the seal card out of the deck and explains if you use this you can seal the monster away which which is not what you think it is that's yeah it is not it is like it later he gets the contract card which allows him to contract with the monster and not seal it i it's weird yeah i don't super get it yeah i don't know that's about all the explanation he gets, and he's sent on his way. That's fair. And he's he's able to see on the outside that the building that they're in is uh, called... It's the Brambling Tea Tea House. And it's got the Kanzaki name on it. Whoa, Black Betty. Bramble Jam. <laughs> I understood that reference. So Shinji goes back to the office where his editor is like, where have you been for the past half day? We haven't gotten in contact with you. By the way, all this damage is coming out of your pay. Yeah. And Shinji's explanation is, oh, I'm sorry, my phone died. Which is a pretty shitty excuse, honestly. Yeah. It is. But we also see, right before we see that, we see that Ren is going to be like, start following Shir- Shir- uh, Shinji. Shinji around. And we also see the spider reconstituting itself in a window. Because the limb that just got cut off, the spider reconstitutes itself from that. Except now it is a drider and has a man on its back. Yeah. And then it, and then it kills a little reason. girl's mom. Yeah, it seems like the uh, monsters in the show are like Saiyan rules, where like if they nearly die, they get tougher. A little bit. There's a. Yes. I, I mean, I was curious if during the exposition scene, like, do you want to ask her why is there a mirror universe? How did anyone discover that? What are the monsters? He does not ask any of these important questions. She nope. didn't seem willing to answer those it seemed like she was just kind of like i know you have questions but i'm gonna ask mine so so after he gets told off shinji sits down at his computer and freaks out because the screen is off and it's a mirror it's a reflective surface (laughs) yeah it's pretty cute until he's able to turn on the computer and then yes we see that 
man, I love that they're using IMAX. It's so very 2000s. It, yeah, it is very, very 2003. This is also where the bit where the the other lady in the office goes, hey, if you're going to get fired, let me know, because I'm redoing the staff page and I can just delete you off there. <laughs> but then, yes, we see a woman with her daughter doing clothes shopping and the woman gets pulled into the changing room mirror. We go from zero to parent murdering pretty quick. Yeah. 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 And it's like not even the, hey, we're going to tease this woman being killed. It's, oh, man, what's that weird noise out of the window? Oh, no, I'm wrapped in thread and pulled into the window. Yeah, yeah it's that, like immediate. That kid, totally orphaned now. Yep. I mean, I guess she might have a dad. But... Uh, then it's lunchtime at the shop. Yep. And they're having, I think, ramen? Uh, I think it might be udon, I'm actually. not sure what they're eating. Yeah, Reiko shows up, and uh, Shira uh, Shinji is like, sorry about all the problems I caused you, and she ha- uh, she has the line, I don't like being constantly apologized to. And he's like, sorry. Right as Reiko shows up, and she's about to sit down and eat, she gets a call that, hey, another person has disappeared. Okay, boss, I'm gonna go investigate this. And Shinji tries to do the... I'm not sure it's the right thing, but he, like, stands up. He's like, hey, maybe, maybe you should stop investigating this situation. It's, it's dangerous, and you, you can get other scoops. Yeah, I, I was a little, uh, surprised at this one, because this is an unusual level of caution for a writer protagonist. They're, all our other main characters have been pretty headstrong, Except for I guess Wataru, but like, yeah. he was a he was an odd man out in that regard. But uh, yeah, everyone is like, "What are you talking about? This is our job," and like, yeah, it might be a little dangerous, but that's that's just part of part of what we signed up for. Shinji gets chewed out, and I love it. Yeah, I do. They they give him some crap about this, about like, "What are you even doing if you don't want to look into this?" Well, it's, it's Reiko goes off on him, like, I guess giving you the, I guess having you go over those names was pointless because you didn't, you didn't get and understand the fact of these aren't just names on a page. These people have like families, mothers, daughters, brothers. They have family attached to them who have no idea where they are. What kind of coward are you? I'm not doing this for the scoop. I'm trying to help people. Yeah, yeah, like, every name on this page is a tragedy, and that's more important than, like, a newspaper story. Do you know how many pe- how many people a missing person affects? I like that line. Yeah. That was a good line. Yeah, uh, I, I definitely thought it was a, a much better dressing down than, like, they usually give main characters like this. Like, yeah, he, that was legitimately a shitty thing to say. And, like, I like that I can see, like, both sides of it, where Shinji just can't be like, so there's these weird weird mirror monsters and you might get murdered. Like, you can't just say that. Yeah, maybe I'm not, maybe I'm not conveying this right, but yeah, just, uh, it it gives her, like, a good bit of, uh, motivation that, like, why, why she is so invested in this. And, uh, yeah, that's nice. No one in Kiva was ever allowed to act on their motivation, so, you know. No, not really. (laughs) Uh, she storms off, and Okubo comes up. He's like, well, you know, I can't really blame her for getting mad. 
the thing she liked about you was the fact that you weren't afraid to ask questions and you kind of are going right back on this. Right, right, yeah. Yeah, I thought that was an interesting she... line, too, that, like, there's some backstory characterization here, so... Yeah, like, Shir- uh, Shinji is a more complex character than a lot of the the writers we've been introduced to at the beginning of shows. Yeah. Um, he also he sees, also... uh, he picks up the list and notices the, the name Kanzaki Shiro on there and realizes why the lady was asking him about that name. He's like, oh, it was probably her brother. Yeah. Yep, he but figures it out. He, he gets his resolve and's like, alright, chief editor, I'm heading out. Okay. And he runs off. And Okubo gives this smirk of like, oh, this guy... <laughs> It is very much these characters have obviously had some history together, and it is hinting towards it, but not giving, like, not explaining it. It's giving just enough of a hint. Like, one of the things that I like is there's, like, man, it's cliche. This world feels, like, lived in, and there's, like, established history between, between like, characters we've seen, which is nice to see. It's just a different method of script writing where the writer assumes that you'll pick up on things that they and they don't need to explicitly say them. Well, it's also like it, like it's like referring to like past events and stuff. That's the thing, because right. like man, I hate to do the Kiva comparison, but the show we <laughs> we're watched just going to be doing that for a while. <laughs> like there was never any of like that that banter be- between say like. Megumi and like Nago, right? Or it, Nago and Shima, where they refer to like past events that have happened that have shaped the relationship as characters in the current. Yeah, any any time an event that affected someone's emotions was brought up, we had to get an explanation about what that event was and why it affected someone that way. So Shinji goes off, and both the dragon and Ren are chasing after him. Ren is just driving right behind him on his own motorcycle, and we see the dragon chasing after him in the the windows of the buildings. Yeah, and Shinji finally pulls over and is like, dude, what the fuck? Why are you following me? And I have to say, Ren gives a very good smolder look whenever he <laughs> takes up, like, he has a very good expression of, ooh, I'm a handsome man. Are you approaching me? <laughs> yeah, it's, it is. Like, yeah, actually, yeah, jo- he gives a very good JoJo look. It's very silly. But Ren is like, oh, no, this isn't about you. I'm after the dragon that's after you. And then I love that, like, immediately after Yue calls and is like, you better not be chasing that dragon. You better not be chasing that boy trying to get that dragon. No, don't worry, baby, I'm not doing that. And he gives this look to Shinji like, you aren't going to say anything, are you? Fucking... He's such a dick, and I love it. He's pretty good for an asshole. <laughs> yeah, Ren's kind of a weirdo so far. I'm curious, like, what his motivation is. Yui tells him that, hey, there's been another killing. You need to come here to investigate it. Alright. He puts on his helmet and tells Shinji, hey, I don't care if that dragon eats you, but don't try and... Don't contract with don't... it. Does he say that or not? don't try and seal it away? Yeah, he's, he's basically like, don't steal my kill, I need it to level up. Yeah, we don't we don't learn that until later, but uh, there are monsters that they contract with. It works on the rules of they beat it and then eat its soul and become stronger. Yeah, it works on uh, Pokemon rules. 
Or I don't think Pokemon eat other Pokemon souls to become I stronger. I mean, what else is EXP? Oh, I feel like I definitely know of a tamers. monster hunting thinking game. thinking of tamers. Am I? Okay. You're thinking yeah. of tamers where they load data from defeated monsters in the beginning. I think there might have actually been like a game I played where they really do like eat something from the defeated monsters. To power I mean, or up. also that I just immediately went to tamers because you are watching you, it. Here. You can find going to show podcast on the internet at going to show podcast dot com. <laughs> gotta gotta mark the other show. Gotta mark the other show where we are like neck deep in tamers. I can absolutely guarantee the thing Chris is thinking of is Digital Devil Saga, where you do, in fact, devour your enemies in demon form to gain more skill points. Ren arrives at the building that Yui's on just in time to save a worker from being pulled into a window. Yeah, good for him saving someone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he transforms and jumps into the mirror world to start fighting the spider. He's not totally a dick. He was altruistic there. He's, 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 he's a good guy. He's just kind of a dick. Yeah. You know, he's Batman. So apparently if you break someone's contact with whatever reflection is threatening them, they can live temporarily at least. So good to know. Yeah, well, it seems like the like the monsters can only pull people in and they can't come out. Yeah, at least not very much. Entirely. Yeah, yeah. except when the dragon did that to Shinji. So I guess never mind. Well, and the the I spider that, reached its legs out of the mirror that one time, too, so... It may also be a strength of the monster thing, like, depending on how strong the monster is. That'd be, that could depends. be, because clearly, like, the Ryuki dragon is going to be the strongest of them all. Yeah, that would be a good idea, because it allows for escalation, so... But Shinji pulls up to the building, uh, and as he's running into the building, he sees the little girl crying over her mom dying re-solidifying the every missing person is a tragedy thing. Yeah, we get like a real like commitment to the cause pretty early. It's very nice. Yeah, I like that we're just I'm... hitting this and it's like, alright, we're resolved. I understand this. Like, I don't know, it's just nice to kind of just like gloss over like the dilemma thing that the show was gonna have to do at some point. Yeah. Ren starts fighting the now Drider as Shinji runs up and starts talking to Yui. And she's she's like, what the hell are you doing here? It's like, oh, I'm... It was the monster, wasn't it? Yeah, we're trying to figure it out. Oh, and you're looking for your brother, right? Yeah, he figures all that out. And then, like, they're looking in the mirror watching Ren fight. And Shinji's like, do you think I could fight like him if I, if I did the thing? And she's like, you know, if you do the thing, you can never stop fighting. Once the, once you start, that you have to see it through all the way to the end. Right. Yeah. He agrees. He's like, totally sign me up for mirror fights forever. So yep. she looks at his desk and pulls out the contract card. Well, no. Before that, like he's his response is basically like, "I'm gonna tear up this card in front of you to show you my resolve right now." And then he he goes on. He's like, "Well, you know, I can't just not poke my nose in things, so I'm in it for the long haul." So she gives him the contract card. Yeah, along with the deck. Oh yeah, I forgot that he tore up the seal card, so like he can't shield himself anymore. I I, I, I feel like he could probably just pull another one out. <laughs> but, uh, back in the mirror world, Ren is actually losing a little bit, because he gets knocked off the building, and his bat comes and 
attaches to a back and flies off with him as the drider climbs over the side of the building and is like shooting a machine gun of nails at him as yeah. he's flying through the sky. It, this is, yeah, that was actually one of my favorite scenes of this fight was like the yeah, because the spider is spitting like stinging needles at him. And yeah, it like starts crawling down the side of the building. It's very, very kaiju-esque. And he's got a I, he dodges the ball. And I very much like the conceit that because this is all happening in the mirror world, they're allowed to like destroy as much of the city around them as they want. And it's not going to harm anybody. Yeah, it's pretty dope. I was wondering if this was going to be like bleach rules at some point, where if you break stuff in the on the other side, it will affect the main world. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see if that comes up at some point. That's or true. Not. We'll have to see. So Shinji waits outside of or outside of one of the mirrors or one of the windows as the dragon comes through, and he holds up the contract card, and he contracts with the dragon. Yeah. So now he looks like the guy in the intro. Yay. Yep. Yes. Gets a dragon symbol on his belt. He gets a dragon symbol on his head. His, uh, uh, his, his gauntlet thingy like, turns yeah, into his, a dragon head. Yeah, his visor turns into the drag visor. And he gets red underlay instead of just the gray. His sword I, becomes cool. This, I don't know how to feel about the Ryuki suit. Like, it kind of looks cool, and it also kind of looks like a set of pajamas. Uh, it, yeah, I mean, I kind of know what you mean. Like, I don't dislike it, but it doesn't quite convey the sense of, like, power that a lot of the the common writers do. It, I, I think there's just, like, there's too much of the underlaying, like, spandex underneath and not enough, like, armor bits put on. Yeah. Because if you, like, pretty much the entirety of, like, the upper leg stuff to the belt is just, like, undersuit. It's fine. It just looks a bit silly to me. I think it just looks, like, a bit, like... I want to say basic, but basic's the word I'm going to use. No, I, I kind of know what you mean. Yeah, like, there's a there's a lot of... It, it doesn't have a whole lot of elements that really stand out on camera. Not really. Like, the mask is... The mask and the belt are its two most distinctive features. Well, I guess the mask, the belt, and the arm, the uh, the gauntlet. Other yeah. than that, it's, like, not... It, like, none of the other parts have, like, a really strong visual identity. Uh... Back inside the mirror world, Ren gets... The spider uses web from its butt to wrap up Ren as he's flying. And it looks like, oh no, Ren's going to die. Yeah. Right after his introduce. And despite the fact that the webs are obviously just, like, nylon Nylon bungees. (laughs) That's his power. Yeah, he, he shoots bungee cords at people. The drider comes up and fires three more. It looks like, oh no, it's going to kill him. But no, Ryuki comes out from the side and kicks them out of the air. Which was yeah, pretty he's, sweet. He's got to be going yeah, at like no, super good. speed at this point or something. Like The fight choreography in this has been very nice so far. Uh, he summons in a sword and... It's a falchion fights. now. It is. It's a falchion instead of like a dao. It's really neat. We get to see him use his sword vent and final vent. Oh, yeah. I, I guess that hadn't occurred to me, but this is like a Chinese-style dragon, and he gets Chinese-style yes. swords. Uh, that yes. hadn't occurred to me. Oh, yeah, I guess I guess there's that Chinese-styled sword that's like a falchion that I can't think of the name of. I think they're just usually called... 
Well, I don't know. I've seen. I think it's Soul Calibur. They call them Chinese broadswords or Dao broadswords or something. I'm not sure. He fights and defeats the Drider with a final vent, and we get a really cool guitar riff track going under the underneath. Can we talk about the the final vent for a second? Sure. Because what about it? I just want to talk about how like part of his kick involves the dragon setting him on fire. <laughs> yeah, he just he jumps into the sky, flips around, and is, does a dive kick, and the dragon spits fire at him to, like, accelerate him. Yeah, accelerate him and set him on fire. It's very cool. <laughs> yeah, that that's a lot. And, and I do, like, the mon- after the monster is defeated, very explicitly it turns into an XP orb that his monster flies into <laughs> and blinks. And then flies off, yeah. So you can tell that it has leveled up. And Knight explains that monsters defeating other monsters, it absorbs their power. And the stronger that monster gets absorbed, the more power it gets. That's why I was after your monster. Oh, well, I better beat you right now. <laughs> yeah, I better just take you out right now before, before you know, you get too strong or whatever. And then that's where that episode ends. I'm going to completely ignore the fact that you literally saved my life not five seconds ago. UA is like, Ren, what the fuck? And and like looking in uh, one of the windows, but that is the episode end. That's a pretty solid start. Yeah, yeah, fun. This is a fun show so far. I do feel like the main writer's aesthetic might be the weakest one out of the the supernatural characters you've seen so far which is weird because usually i like i like the main writer a lot but uh like uh, like coming from a perfectly visual design standpoint this of the number of shows we've watched for um the podcast so far these like the main writer has been the weakest so far visually at least like I think I've liked every other writer suit more than him. Yeah, that's I, I mean fair. I really like Kiva. Like the monsters in Kiva look really good too. I feel like like, like on a on like they're on the same level. Like he matches his opponents real well, and I think Zia looks really good. It's like from a, from from a purely visual design standpoint, I think Kiva is like one of my favorite. Right. I still really, really like the visual design of Kiva. It's so good. But Kuga, Kuga does look super plain next to the Gurungi, but, like, he looks iconic. He's got, like, a good... He's got a main character vibe going on. His outline is very clean, and it's very... Yeah, it's very iconic and hero-like. I guess uh, the main character's uh, Amaz- uh, Amazon Omega form looks pretty cool like I, I like that one a lot i think ryuki might be like the first rider design where they like weren't trying to like homage like the earlier like showa stuff this might be like the first like true mm, i want to say true original it's not true but like the first one where like they weren't trying to like incorporate things from the past because like i get to like, what you mean like the, soft the first Kuga sequel show? The, the first Heisei show that, like, kind of tried to strike out on its own in terms of yeah. designs. Also, like, they had to make 13 of them. That's true. Yeah, that also makes sense. If if there's that many writers in this show, I can completely understand why it's a bit less. Like, they had they just had more work to do overall. Yeah. 
Yeah, each one has to, like, be, like, it's gonna be hard to make them all that distinctive. And, like, Knight does kind of look better than Ryuki, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, he's just, just Batman, but he's pretty cool, still. It's, it's good visual design. But, yeah, uh, I think, yeah, that pretty much covers everything in the first two episodes. Was there anything that, uh, we didn't talk about that you guys wanted to highlight? Nothing I can think, I can think of. of. It's just this is this is a good start to a new. This series. is a solid start. Interested to see where it goes. Reiko's a breath of fresh air. It's it is so nice to see competent female characters. UA, <laughs> I'm not sold on completely yet. Yeah, I am. I am cautiously optimistic. For her and her newsies cosplay haven't really endeared me yet. Um, but yeah, we're a show on the internet at journeythroughthedeckacast.com where there are all sorts of links you can email us let us know how we're doing what your opinions are what thoughts you have things of that nature if you have strong Um, feelings about Kamen Rider Ryuki feel free to share those or Dragon Knight yep Um, or anything we've talked about in the past yeah also true (laughs) those old shows are not off the table that's true Um, there's all that um, support uh, Heisei Generations Forever on Tokushatsu because that yes. got released early after the premiere. I was uh, actually, that... did, did you guys want to do that for our next episode? We could. Yeah, we could. Yeah, that might be fun. I mean, we've already watched it before, but that, that'd that be fun to watch again. Yep. Uh, so go oh, do that. Support the thing. Did we record an episode on that one? I think I thought we just watched it and didn't record an episode. Yeah, no, that was just one of the first things you you guys watched. Okay. Also, you can buy you can buy like American sized Comrade shirts on Amazon now. That's cool. You could also do that to show your support. Yeah, they have e- they have even more Nago shirts than previously available. Yeah, or you could just not get a <laughs> Nago shirt. Yeah, yeah, you really love that seven five three thing, man. They have more for you. I personally got got the feet one and I got the fives one. I'm sorry, you got the what? The one? feet one. What? Mm-hmm. Oh, is that the okay. one with the Heisei 20th anniversary with all like the the common rider feet in yeah. a circle? Yeah. It's oh, it's the right. kicks one. I su- right. I said feet to be funny. This sh- yeah, because I'm like, all right, Garrett, that's mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> no, that was like literally the the logo was yeah, twenty that was, feet. That was this is all the uh, the kicks. Yeah, that was like the Zeo yeah. thing. I got the Fi shirt because I, I like Fi's a bunch. Um, yeah, so support legal stuff because then we can get more. Do the thing. Watch Ultraman Zet on YouTube because they're just simo subbing that at like release. Do things. Expand stuff we get. Your horizons. The world ends with you. Yeah, or also just your horizons. Like, watch some Ultraman. Ultraman's fun. Um, buy those Garo Blu-rays that, like, only me and, like, two other people own. Watch some Garo. Garo's good. I need to watch more Garo. Garo is good. I, I binged Versus Road not too long ago. I think just, like, last week. And, like... The problem is, is I watch them with uh, other people, so it's like I can't... I have to sync up with them to watch yeah. it. I mean, Versus Road is only 12 episodes, which is nice. That is true. Um, But, yeah... And, like, that's just uncommon. It's like, Garrett watched something of his own accord. 
Yeah, that doesn't happen very often. I know. I, I went through like versus run in like three days. Damn. It's pretty solid for a show that only has. Oh Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> All right, I think we're done. Until next time, we've just been a passing through podcast. Remember that. Good night. Be careful of any mirrors. <laughs> oh, Chris, did you hear about my 600 quarts and I didn't get a single thing? I I didn't get a Scotty either. I'm super. How mad. many How many quarts did you spend though? 450. Okay, get on my level. <laughs> well, I did buy them. That's like a hundred bucks more if I would have bought them. <laughs> I'm sure you got one five star. No. No. Okay. That's crazy. and I all my four stars were duplicates. Oh boy! I am still mad at you for getting shooting Doji and bragging about it that one time though. So shooting Doji. I mean, you you slapped me immediately. I think you used that karma up. <laughs> Well, I'm still mad about it, so... Well, I still have her.